Well, hello. <laughs> uh, blessed be the new founding fathers. I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. And this is Hawkeyes. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. no. joined by a wonderful guest today. You may know him from Airbuds or from a little show that I'm lucky to be a part of. That's the show. It's Mike Benner. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi. Yeah, we're very excited to have you because uh, when we first met, I told you about my Ethan Hawke podcast and you immediately said, let me come on for the purge. So this is this is great. We're, we're yeah. lucky to have a purge expert. Thank you. The Purge is one of the most underrated movie series uh, in the modern era of cinema. It's so great. Every every one of them is good in their own way. I love them so much. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. I'm I'm yeah. I only saw the first one when it came out in theaters, um, and I really enjoyed it. I think we went for Father's Day, and it's like such a good Father's Day movie. Oh, for you sure. know, yeah. yeah. It really is a, it's a perfect dad movie for sure. Yeah, it's a great dad yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get into this. But first, I got to ask you, what's your relationship like with Ethan Hawke, the man himself? What's my relationship with Ethan Hawke like? Uh, <laughs> you know, he hasn't texted back in a while. Um, Relatable. <laughs> Classic Ethan. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure low key, he has not emailed us back in a while. So, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he just does this <laughs> to everybody. Uh, you know, honestly, Ethan Hawke is. I feel like I am up and down with him. Um, he, I think, is awful in some movies and great in others. <laughs> yeah. uh, Boyhood was a movie I hated so much, but thought thought he was great in. Um, I think he I think he's just like he's like a low budget Keanu Reeves. Like Damn. he's he's like a Keanu Reeves and only works half the time. Kind <laughs> of. What are some movies that you saw him in that you enjoyed? Um again, I liked him in Boyhood. I thought his part was the best part. Uh I thought the reboot of Assault on Precinct 13 with him, he was pretty good in. I love that movie. Uh I mean the original is like incredible but i thought the the remake was good um i think i was like four years old when i saw reality bites mm. <laughs> but like i remember loving it i had no boundaries i could watch whatever i wanted as a child um so i was like way too young to watch that but remember liking his character although i don't really remember the movie that much uh yeah oh training day i think training day is my peak ethan hawk Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the case for a lot of people. It's you know it's solid. It, it, the Ethan and the Denzel of it all, you know. It's got yeah. good rewatch value. It does have a good rewatch value. I wa- I had never seen it before. Then we watched it for this podcast, and then I watched it again like a couple months later, and it was still good. I loved it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can I can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. 
what is your relationship to Ethan Hawke? <laughs> Why did you start this podcast? Um, why did we start this podcast? It's, I just wanted to do a podcast. I think that was my, the first instinct there. Um, and then Jonathan was watching this GQ video with Ethan Hawke where he was talking about his most iconic roles. And so I'd been thinking a lot about like what our podcast was going to be. And then I walked in and saw him watching this video and I was like, oh, that's it. That's the podcast. We're just going to watch all of his movies. Well, yeah. What what I had said was... Oh, uh, Ethan Hawke's done a lot of... I hadn't really thought about it before, but I was like, oh, Ethan Hawke's done a lot of stuff that I like. And I just kind of like didn't hadn't thought about it before. And you're like, all right, let's do a podcast about him. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. And that's, that's how it... Yeah. And here we are. And here we See, are. I a whole you guys, year later. I thought you guys must have just thought of the name and worked backwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I... Hawkeyes would be a good podcast. And then what would it be about? Now, honestly, I I regret the name Hawkeyes <laughs> for several reasons. Um, one, it sounds like hot guys. Yeah, that's a lot of the time what people think. Oh, that we're yeah, saying. everyone hears hot guys when I say. Yeah, but hot what's guys. wrong with that? Why Why is that a problem? Oh no! Oh no! We lost what? you. You lost me. Oh, okay, oh, no, you're, you're back. back. Yeah. Oh, uh, my internet's still working. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we're good. All right, what, what were you saying about hot guys? I was saying, why is hot guys a problem? It's hot not. Hot guys is a good thing. Yeah, But yeah. maybe, you know, someone comes to our show and expects us to just be talking about hot guys, and we're talking <laughs> about just one hot guy. Yeah, it's also just a conversation I've had in the elevator at work a lot. I mean, back when we could be out in society. But I'll be <laughs> like, oh, you know, you should go listen to my podcast, Hot Guys, to someone from the building. And they're like, hot guys? And then I have to explain no hawk eyes like Ethan. It's like just a whole conversation. And the other thing was uh, um, Hawkeyes is also like the Iowa football team. So oh. if you search for us on Apple Podcasts, uh, we're like way low beneath like a bunch of football podcasts. Yeah, yeah aren't, that's they, actually... aren't they just called the Hawkeye State? Yeah. I think that's oh. where that comes from. I don't know. So I think there's multiple Hawkeye related things. Cool. That- I don't know anything about yeah. sports. No, but the state. It's, you know, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's Yeah, I know it's the Hawkeye State. But it's about, it's the team specifically. Right, the, but it, Hawkeye State didn't come from no. the team. It came from. I, I didn't say that it did. <laughs> yeah, no, because I said <laughs> Hawkeye State and you said, I don't know anything about sports. And the point <sighs> I was making. It, anyway. it comes from the fact that all those hot guys live there. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yes. Um, you know, we kind of have a similar problem with that's the show, Harper. Oh yeah. That I didn't. I never thought. I Edgar and I came up with that title, mm-hmm. and we just thought, oh, that's fun. It's a reference to the the, the Seinfeld episode where they create the pilot about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are about forty shows above ours <laughs> when you search for you search for that's the show exactly mm-hmm. and we're like the 40th result because like there's all these other shows with just the word show in it oh uh, yeah for sure uh, yeah yeah so uh we did everything wrong between <laughs> our two podcasts yeah the key Anyways, the the key with seo there is that you just have to like put in it's just a jumble of letters mm-hmm. just complete gibberish you make up a word and then you say you know my show is called whatever and then when they type that in they'll find it mm-hmm. it'll be the only result that's how yeah. genius caught uh google no no, no. Yeah. okay that's how google it happened two ways 
Google caught, um, I think it was Bing. It must have been Bing copying oh, results. Mm-hmm. And basically what it was is you type in a random string of letters and you it takes you to a result where normally it would just say no results found. Yeah. And so Google did that. And then when you type that same thing into Bing, you get the same result, which means that they were copying results. Mm-hmm. And then Genius did that to Google as well. Genius like made like fake them. lyrics or whatever. And then they popped up on Google and caught them as well. And that's why on Google, when you look up lyrics, now they're from AZ lyrics instead of genius. <laughs> yeah, or lyrics fine. <laughs> yeah, lyrics fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to point out, when you search for hot guys on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> the first result is hot guys tell hot stories. And I just love the idea that you have coworkers that have gone home after riding the <laughs> elevator with you. And look through your podcast and be like, wow, Harper's podcast is racy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a headphones yeah. only podcast. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, last week, I think we were talking about this. I I mean, the show didn't exist before, so we couldn't know. But Too Hawk to Handle would have been really good. Like Too um, Hot to Handle, but Too Hawk yeah. to Handle. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah. So if, if I could, if I could uh, get in my predestination time machine and... You haven't seen that movie yet, but that's an Ethan Hawke movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, I watched that actually. Oh, you did? Do it's you like so it? fucking awful. It's I, I'm so not good. Any, I love that movie. <laughs> it's so bad. Am I, I think I'm thinking of the same movie. No, it's we're like, definitely thinking of the same yeah, movie. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, it's not too late to change your, your show to Too Hawk to Handle. There's nobody with that result. Yeah, There's I just one feel episode like leaned in really hard branded. to the branding. Yeah. All right. But think about how many bands like go for 20 years with a name that they just came up with like because they needed a name. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens. It's fun. Um, yeah. So here we are, Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode we... is brought to you by Regrets. <laughs> Should we talk about The Purge? Let's do it. Yeah, please. So, Jonathan, you've never seen The Purge before this week, right? my first Purge experience. How did you feel about it? Just... Well, okay. So, it's been hyped up a bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. People talk... Well, no, it's not just you. People talk very positively about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining. Uh Uh-huh. The premise is great. Some plot things that happen feel a little bit like, you know, could have used a, 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 a once over, perhaps. <laughs> but I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. I, I was a little like uh, on it until we got to the jumping ahead a little bit. The game room scene. Oh, uh-huh. where he goes uh-huh. in the game room. There's like two people purgers. there. Two purgers. Yeah. He starts, like, blasting at them with a shotgun. Yeah. And then he, like, kills one of them with, like, an axe or something. And then there's, like, a girl standing on a table wearing a mask. And she's going to come down at him. And he shoots her off the table. And I was like, all right, this is good. I'm here for this. This is fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Jonathan was basically like, finally, violence against women. (laughs) I've been waiting an hour for this. It's, Yeah. Yeah, that was that's that's fun. That is where it gets fun. Um, Benner, what was your what was your first purge viewing experience? Do you remember? I think 
I did not see it in the theater with your dad like you did. Um, I think I saw it like I think I rented it on Apple TV like shortly after it was in the theater. It was a minor hit. And then it came to, to home rental and I got it there and just fucking loved it. Uh, it I mean, it is like a B movie. It is the plot is, you know. It's like a really great idea that is just like executed very fun and exciting, but like yeah, there's plot holes, but it's a B movie. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect it's high art in in the field it's in, I think. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I think it does a lot of things well, and yeah. I think it I think it holds up. Like I don't know if it was as exciting to watch it on ho- at home on a TV as it was in the theater, you know? It's like yeah. blood flying everywhere. Love that. Um, but it's, I think it holds up. Yeah. Uh, well, every subsequent purge viewing after that, I think there's, what has there been four total movies now? Yeah. Yeah. Every other purge movie I like went on opening weekend at like 10 AM and like was like the only person in the theater watching it. And, uh, and like the theater experience on purge movies is incredible. It's yeah. so fun to watch it with like five other people at 10 in the morning with a cup of coffee. It's great. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I hadn't seen any of the other ones except for this week. I thought, Oh, maybe I'll try to watch all of them (laughs) um, this week. Oh, but I only ended up watching the sequel, the first sequel, um, purge, the purge anarchy. And I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, there's no way the sequel can be as good as the first one, but I thought Mm -hmm. it was as good, possibly better than the first one. I, remember liking the second one the least of all four. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I really love the last one, the first purge is, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so good. It's so great. Yeah. Is that the one? Oh, no. Sorry. I'm thinking of election year, I think, is the one with Juliet from Lost. Yeah. I think that's my least favorite because it was clearly like the lowest budget one. Mm-hmm. They have like they don't leave a lot of locations when they should um and it yeah it's clear like they Lionsgate or I think it's Lionsgate that puts these out that um, sounds right uh we're just like okay these things make a billion dollars every time so why put any effort into it and I feel like that was what purge election year was for me it goes like purge one the first purge whatever the sequel was what was it anarchy called? Anarchy, purge anarchy and then purge election year hmm. okay yeah. well i will probably try to watch the other two at some point because i yeah i'm just i'm i'm really into the purge movies right now mm-hmm. yeah they're great i mean they're also like they hit you over the head with like their social commentary but the mm-hmm. people that they're aiming for i think need to have shit hit over their head <laughs> you know like like it's like it is essentially Especially as the movies go on, it's like socialist commentary for dumb people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Have do you watched the show at all? The TV series? I've never seen the show. Mm-hmm. Has you? it already happened? Yeah, it's. I think it's. I don't think it's been canceled. I think it's still going. Yeah. But oh, okay. um, I think you, the first season has aired. Yeah. Where yeah. did it? Where did it? Was it aired? It's on USA. Oh yeah. What's their what's, characters what's, welcome? Characters welcome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of those characters is Ethan Hawke. He's even in one of the episodes of the show. Wow. He is. Yeah, reprising he's in, his role. 
Yeah, he plays the same character, I think, in the season finale. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't watch I, it. That was the other thing I was going to try to watch this week, but I didn't get to it. But it's okay. It could be a whole episode later. You can come back. We'll all watch the entire show and then come back and talk about it. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get into The Purge 1, mm-hmm. the the first. The Purging. <laughs> the Purging. Um so yeah, it opens with uh, it. It's I think it's text across the screen that says "Blessed be the new founding fathers." Yeah, and I think just like immediately it gives you the vibe. You know, you know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a montage of like uh, security cam purge footage while classical music plays, um, and it's just uh, this is this is the purge. Yeah. So good. Um, and then we learn that Ethan Hawke is Mr. Sandin. I think James Sandin. Wait, there's one thing about the blessed be the new founding fathers thing. Part of the text is like, it says like, it basically just says how good everything is in America, right? Yeah. Like crime rates have gone down. Yeah, you crime rates have yeah. da- gone down. Um, unemployment is super low, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, everything is good all the time or whatever. And then it says with one exception. And then that's kind of where it, it starts to... Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I just I just like the the with one exception like line that they went for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this movie came out in 2013, but it takes place in March 2022, so the the very near future for us now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's Which the fun. way 2020 has gone. I mean, who you can know. say? Yeah. That this won't happen. Um, yeah. So Ethan Hawke's in the car. He's listening to a radio show where a host is like taking calls from people that have opinions about the purge and some people are very pro purge and some people are you yeah. know like and some people are saying like what they're gonna do they're like oh i'm gonna go kill my boss yeah which is so wild i can't i just like can't imagine i don't know living in the purge world i wanted to save this question but let's talk about it now yeah. what would you guys do if there was a purge um i mean i definitely keep weapons in my home to protect right. myself but i think i would like hunker down yeah yeah i think i would hunker down too i'm thinking maybe like a drive all night situation mm. just drive you know yeah but then someone could like ram you i don't know yeah but i'd be more worried about someone i don't know it's tough but I, it would priority would be like staying safe you know mm-hmm. well, yeah well that's a good like wouldn't the play be like okay the day before the purge drive out of town Drive as far as you can, go to the woods, a random spot, hike into like the, the forest and pitch a tent. Wouldn't that be the move for the purge to like make sure you survive? Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Idea. Or maybe like go out on a get a boat, go out to sea, be in international waters, and maybe <laughs> the purge doesn't apply there. Right. If you have right. enough if you have David Geffen money, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise yeah. you might want to do the the camping thing. I mean you could be in like a smaller boat for twenty four hours. Or it's not even it's twelve hours. True. It's True. just overnight. Yeah. So Yeah. Did you guys ever see um the the Broadway musical Come From Away? No, I uh, haven't. It's inspired by a true story of this small town in Canada uh, where on 9-11, like suddenly like 40 airplanes were rerouted to this small town, this small town in Canada that had an airstrip. Mm -hmm. Um, So suddenly this town of like 500 people 
had like 10,000 people and like they all like this whole town had to come together to like house all these people and take care of them for like a week because they couldn't fly. Right. Mm -hmm. We, you can fly again for like a week after nine 11. Uh, I want to write a musical like that, but about a small town in Canada where like all these Americans flee to during the purge. Ooh, oh, yeah, fun. that would be so good. That should be the, you should write the fifth purge movie. I fucking would die to write the purge. <laughs> the purge goes international. Please, why not? Yeah, Lionsgate, are you out there? There's uh, so many implications to the purge that are just fun to think about because it is like, yeah. okay, how many people are fleeing to Canada and Mexico? How many people mm-hmm. are like, yeah. Anyway, okay, let's get back to the movie. Well, yeah. well what would you do? What would you do yeah. during the purge? Oh, I would fucking hunker down. <laughs> 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 I'd love to think that I would go commit crimes, but I, I think. Uh, I'm like pro crime in general, but I'm like also <laughs> like a sweetie at heart. I don't want to hurt anybody, but like, you know, yeah, go do crime. If you want to do crime, just please don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking, cause like, you know, I, w- I wouldn't want to murder anyone, mm-hmm. but like what crimes would be worth it to me? Like, what would I actually want to, I mean, I like looting seems too risky because yeah. anywhere you could go, there would, there's going to be other people that are also looting. Right, and the like the retribution is like not in proportion to the looting. So like, if you were to take a TV, they could just fucking hit you with a stick of dynamite and blow you up. Yeah, like it, and that's fine. So, yeah, yeah. I would rather pay the six hundred dollars for a new TV than risk getting yeah. murdered over TV. Mm-hmm. You could be like, I would uh, go rob a bank, but like every bank is going to have like a fucking armored tank there. Yeah, yeah and I think so. in the Purge Anarchy, they were saying that the banks like moved all of their money, so there wasn't even anything there to rob anyway. Right. For, for, yeah. you know. I guess the crime I would commit would just be speeding. I would just want to <laughs> drive really fast. Because <laughs> that's like, that would be fun, you know? Uh-huh. Just drive really fast on a, like a freeway or whatever. Ah, but I hate yeah. driving. Mm. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. So, okay, you have to, Purge Night, you have to commit a crime. What's your crime? I have to commit a crime. You have to commit a crime, yeah. Otherwise, you're not doing your civic duty. Well, I mean, you're not. You need to cleanse your soul. That is true. Yeah, speeding would cleanse my soul. (laughs) I would buy like a ton of cigarettes and beer for kids. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Like a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I might go into debt. Yeah, I guess I'd like, I don't know, I'd like jaywalk, take a selfie, show jaywalk. that I did it. Inst- you know, Instagram live my jaywalking, uh-huh. uh, doing my civic duty, mm-hmm. and then go back inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag sure. purge night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. One thing that I thought was really funny about this is everyone keeps saying, have a safe night. Yeah. Like, it's just like purge greeting. Um I don't know. I just thought that was funny. And also, like, a little spooky because right now... I don't know how much emailing you guys are doing, but every single time I email a person, I say, hope you're doing well. Hope you're safe and sane, you know, and then I get the same thing back every time. It's, yeah. 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 When I go to like the grocery store, like go pick up food or whatever, like I say goodbye by being like, stay safe. And like, it's something that I like genuinely mean, but it feels so fucking weird every time I hear it come out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Every time I leave the grocery store, I say, "Blessed be the new founding fathers," <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And you're like, "You'll know in January 2022." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's already coming. 
Wait, can you remind me what is there a date on the purge? What yeah. is the actual day? It's March twenty first, twenty twenty two. So it's like early. It's not even. It's like late winter. It's not even mm-hmm. spring yet. Yeah, oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Feels like they good should time do, for a they purge. should switch it to like May. Yeah. If everyone's gonna be out at night committing crimes, why like why make it a night where you need you might need a sweater? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe it would. I don't know. Just add another level of difficulty for the people that are being like hunted. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Because I think yeah. the people that are out doing the hunting, maybe you know, they're more privileged and may have more outerwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. So that could be part of it. It could just be that the government's really evil, and they thought about it. I, I don't know. Maybe they just picked a random day. Hey, maybe they're not so bad. Maybe they're not so bad. <laughs> these new founding father guys. There must be a a, a meaning to March eighth. There has to be, because uh, like yeah. this, this the people that wrote these movies. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep detracting from no. the summer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, like they are so like they hit you over the head with their symbolism and their meaning. There's got to be something the three eight that like we don't. Yeah, twenty one March twenty one. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it like an equinox? Maybe around that time. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's someone's. Bir- maybe it's just the guy's birthday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe it's like President's Day. Maybe it's just like in the middle of all the founding fathers' birthday. Oh man, it sucks. It's like people that are like, my birthday is near Christmas. <laughs> like <laughs> my birthday is Purge Day. <laughs> my birthday is the Purge. <laughs> like. I can't even have friends over. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. So Ethan Hawke's wife is Lena Headey, uh, Cersei mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones. And she's actually from a previous Ethan Hawke movie that we watched. Uh, Jonathan, do you remember oh. what movie she was in? She was in. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> she was in um, Waterland, which was. She's oh. the one that gets that scary abortion. Oh, yeah. 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 That was dark. Um, mm. yeah, that's, so Ethan Hawke is like Jeremy Irons is high school student in Waterland and Waterland is like, and Lena Headey plays his girlfriend in the flashback that he had gotten pregnant and it's like a whole, Got it. whole thing. Fun fact. Uh, I wrote on the show Danger Mouse, the, the reboot of the classic British cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I was the only American writer, um, the whole room was in England and I was working remotely. Uh, Lena Headey was playing an American character on that show. Apparently she loves that old cartoon and wanted to be in it. Wow. Uh, and so they had me write all of her dialogue for the first two seasons. So that wow. it would be Americanized. Cool. Yeah. Fun. Nice. That's very cool. I literally have never watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as evidenced by the fact that you couldn't remember what her name was earlier. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I was so thankful that Harper said said her name because I was like, okay, I remember it now. Um, yeah, there are some other, I mean, the rest of the family, they're also all TV mm. actors. So their daughter is um, played by Adeline Kane, who she's an Australian actress. And I know her originally from Teen Wolf. She plays Cora. Um, mm. love her and she's also in the CW show Rain which is like a historical period drama um, but like a teen version 
It's very. Fun. I believe you. Is Teen Wolf the show? How much the, the, did that have to do with the movie? Not a lot. Um, he doesn't play basketball. He plays lacrosse. He is a teen that becomes a wolf. Uh, and that's where it ends. He has a friend named Styles, and that's the same from the movie and the show. Um, mm. But yeah, that's about where it ends because they basically turn it. It's it's darker. You know, it's, is yeah. that kind of where it started? Do you think? Where did that whole thing, like Riverdale, like where did that whole thing oh. start? Did it start with Teen Wolf? Buffy like, the, the kind of grittier yeah, like version. Buffy. Because Buffy, Buffy had a movie. Buffy was a movie. The Buffy the movie it was like kind of a campy mm-hmm. comedy. Oh, I see. Okay. And then they turned it into a really dark, uh, or I, I don't know. I've actually never watched the show. Buffy the movie's really its, good. It's um, it's definitely not like Riverdale, where Riverdale is like toast so intentionally like uh, noir, dark. Yeah, um, Lynchian. Yes, Lynchian. Last night's episode of Riverdale was called Lynchian. Yeah. Yeah, they've gone to a place this season, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I Buffy like Buffy also had its camp elements. It it was it was it did Balanced. both. Mm-hmm. It did both. So it wasn't it wasn't the same as Riverdale, where it's like constant. Yeah, I mean Riverdale is campy too, but right. But the movie, the Buffy movie, was like uh, Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens was like the main villain. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it was uh-huh. a pretty broad comedy. Right, very a very good movie, but yeah. like definitely not what the show was for right. sure. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Teen Wolf is is more like Buffy than it is like Riverdale. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah, Interesting. spiritually. Interesting. All right, so Lena Headey is in the in the in the movie. Yes, Lena Headey is in the movie. Adelaine Kane from Teen Wolf and Rain is in the movie, and also um, the son Charlie. He's uh, I forget the actor's name, but he plays the character Max on Parenthood. His name is Max Burkholder. Oh, and that's his character's name as well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah Max on Parenthood. He's um, He plays like Peter Krause's son who's autistic. And that's kind of this, the, his whole arc is like, uh, you know, diagnosing him and de- dealing with that. It's it's just a part of their, oh. their lives. Part of their I've lives. I've never seen Parenthood. It makes me really uncomfortable, but I ha- I did watch the first two seasons. It was too real for me. There's a character on that show named Hattie who was about the same age as me when I was watching it, and I just could not handle that. It seems like one of those shows that is like only designed to make you cry, like This Is Us. Right, yeah. Uh, like, I appreciate a good cry, but like I don't want you to be like going for it every week, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like who else is in that show? Parenthood? Yeah. Uh, Peter Krause. Um... Monica Potter, Lauren Graham, Dax Shepard, okay. uh, I don't think that's uh, Erica Christensen. I don't think that that's not the one that's filmed at uni, is it? Yes, that is the one that's filmed oh, it at is? uni. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lauren Graham and uh, Meg Whitman. What about uh, 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 what's his name? Modern Family. That's a different show. That's a different show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Modern Family is a comedy, family okay. comedy. I just want you to explain to TV family. to me. I can tell. Yeah. I can talk about TV for no, a long no, no, time. No, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I asked because mm-hmm. I, I, my TV knowledge is skim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are all the TV characters that are in this sh- <laughs> in this movie. And now Ethan Hawke. Yes, and Ethan Hawke. Now, TV actor. Oh, now, now he is a TV actor. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 
because he was on in the purge. that one episode of The Purge, and he has a show coming out sometime this year, Nebulously. It was supposed to come and out Alias, in like... that one episode. And that one episode of Alias. That's true. If you haven't seen that one episode of Alias, I would recommend it. Is he mostly just a movie actor? I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not... He just wasn't big on the whole TV thing. Um, yeah. There was an... I just... I wish I could have found this somewhere... Or had a connection at Fox or something, but there was an unaired pilot that exists somewhere with Ethan Hawke um, that was directed by Antoine Fuqua. It was like a, uh, it was supposed to be like a procedural crime thing hmm. with Ethan Hawke directed by Antoine Fuqua. I think that would have been good. But oh, he's he's been on Robot Chicken. Yes, right, we yeah, did cover we did that. that. Yeah, yeah. He just played his character from uh, Training Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right, right, right. The movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they are all getting together, getting ready to have, like, dinner and lock yes. down for the purge. Um, and you we- see from Ethan Hawke, like, driving home, they, they establish that he's, like, he, he works in security. Yes, he, he, he works makes, in security. Yeah. So he's sold. They established that right away. Yeah. So he basically sold everyone in the neighborhood their like purge lockdown security systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a big it was a big sale. He did a he I don't know, whatever. He said some sales terms he on a closed. call to his receptionist. Yeah. They put a they put an addition on the house because of how many sales right. he made. Yeah. 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 Um and so when he gets home, we know that there's some drama going on with the daughter because she is dating a boy who's 18 or something. Yeah. She's 16. He's 18. Yeah. He's only a grade ahead, but they, Ethan Hawke doesn't want them to be together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And. Um, Which, by the way, like. How are there? I, I like. Have, have either of your parents ever been like, I forbid you to date that boy or that girl? Like, I didn't really, I didn't date no. in high school. I just like made out with a lot of people. Mm. Um, <laughs> I just feel like that's like such a movie invention. I, I don't know. I don't like me and none of nobody I grew up with, like nobody's parents were ever like, I forbid you to interact with that person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's usually just silent disapproval. Yeah. <laughs> or just like yeah. heavily implied disapproval. Yeah. It's usually well, not plenty like of that. Uh, yeah. explicit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, no, I did. I actually, I did have one boyfriend in high school. I forgot. Um, he, my parents made him help us build furniture on New Year's Eve once. It was a weird night. <laughs> we built a, a loft bed for my bedroom. That is incredibly weird. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, seem to like him just fine. So no disapproval. Um, yeah. So yeah. So then um, they're having dinner together and it's kind of tense because he's like, I want to hear about your days. And she doesn't want to talk about her days. Yeah, Who she's cares? She's a moody teenager. Yeah. And he's like, I care. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Ethan Hawke. I did. I, I starred that as one of my most <laughs> Ethan Hawke lines. I mean... Uh, just his like, you know, the way he talks to now he's kind of entering this phase where he's a dad, like from now on, he's always a dad, you know, starting Mm -hmm. with like Brooklyn's finest maybe. Um, 
And there's something about the way that he talks to his children in the movies that just feels really Ethan Hawke to me. <laughs> you know, like he's uh, he wants his kids to do well and he also wants them to like be fulfilled emotionally and interact with him. Right. But he also like doesn't really know them. That's true. Like he's like he I feel like he wants to be the best friend, but like doesn't really want to be that involved. Mm-hmm. In this movie and in and in every role, I feel like I feel like in life and in all of his roles, Ethan Hawke wants to be the cool dad that doesn't really invest that much. <laughs> well, right now he's spending a lot of time with his kids. We're all inside, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess I could see that in movies. I'm trying to think of what other in yeah in Brooklyn's Finest, which is the one I was talking about. He has like eight kids or something, so he doesn't really know any of them because there's too many of them to know. Uh, yeah, also he's a cop so he's working all the time um, but yeah and I guess boyhood but boyhood is you know I think he just didn't have a good go with that whole family thing the first time around mm. and he was going to do better the second time I haven't seen that movie since I saw it in theaters yeah I haven't either Yeah, Crazy. but we're going to get to it we're soon we're coming up on it yeah. so soon yeah, yeah. a couple weeks yeah. good luck I fucking hated that movie <laughs> I, I liked it when I saw it. I remember. It's so interesting to me because I, I liked it when I saw it. And I just assumed everyone liked it. But then doing this podcast, it's like pretty 50-50. People either love it or hate it. I kind of feel like it's a La La Land thing. No disrespect to people <laughs> who dislike La La Land or Boyhood. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like because it's so popular, there's like a backlash. You know what I mean? Mm, maybe. Because like La La Land was... Okay, La La Land had the whole weird thing with like moonlight where it was like kind of stacked up against moonlight which was kind of unnecessary it just kind of worked out that way um but i feel i kind of feel the same way with boyhood where there's like a kind of like a counter counter boyhood and a counter la la land Mm -hmm. thing you know i think i just feel like it is jammed down your throat about like what an achievement in filmmaking it is doing it over 12 or 13 years or whatever Mm -hmm. um and I just was like, cool, you 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 did a weird thing. Uh, the end product wasn't that good. <laughs> like, the performances aren't that good. It's clear that, like, the kid you bet on didn't grow up to be a good actor. <laughs> um, the, like, Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke, as good as they are when they, when they are good, like, it's clear that they're like taking years off of like performing this role. Cause like they don't seem connected to the character. The story was like, nothing happened. I don't know. Like there's like little, I don't, I, I just didn't like boyhood. Mm-hmm. I, and I felt like it annoyed me more that like everyone was like, but it, they filmed it over 12 years. And I was like, <laughs> cool. It should have been better then. Like they should have planned it out more. <laughs> like that's all how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Linklater will do better his second time around with uh, his next project, which is going to be over the course of 20 years. Oh, my God. I remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. He's going to live forever. Yeah. Yeah. We love why, that man. Why, why announce that? <laughs> I know. Yeah. that's Just keep it a secret. Yeah. yeah. That seems yeah. wild to me. I mean, it's such a, I mean, I know he did it the first time, but it feels like such a big risk for a production company to back him on that. And like, yeah. Yeah. He's older, like he kind of boyhood came out as like a surprise. Yeah. And everyone, I think that's another thing like that, like people loved it because it was like, oh, we had no idea he was doing this. Yeah. Right. But now he's like announced it over 20. Like what if 
someone dies. Yeah. Like, no, that's yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That's like possible. It's very possible. So he's old now. He's like sixty now. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he might be. Ethan, Ethan Ock's forty nine. So and yeah, Richard like older like than him. Should be a few like fifty older, something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but we're talking about the purge today. <laughs> That's true. Richard Linklater is fifty nine. I just looked it up. He's fifty nine. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's so funny because he just keeps saying he said that he wants to do a before movie when they're old, and it's like, how old can he be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I've said that he's a vampire. Yeah. He is yeah. a vampire. Yeah. I mean, he looks pretty good. He looks like not. Yeah, he looks about yeah. the same. He looks he about has, the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they lock down for the purge. <laughs> and we find out that the boyfriend snuck in to confront Ethan Hawke. Drama. Yeah, they're like, he's about to... Okay, this was... I gotta say, this was so dumb. This whole boyfriend subplot to me was just uh-huh. completely unnecessary. We have... Okay, so it's... It, we, we're, we're putting some stake into it because it happens pretty early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like... They're, him and the girlfriend are hanging out and he like sneaks out. Which also leads me... He acknowledges... Ethan Hawke acknowledges it later. But the security system must not be very no. good. Because he, they're unable to detect him his comings and goings at all. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, like, you know, they're locking down super tight on Purge Night. But they should have, like, a basic home security system year round with but like crime is so low every other day of the year sure but like you gotta have the cameras and all that stuff like you know mm-hmm. th- for a man that sells security yes exactly yes. that's what i mean so he sneaks out and then he comes back mm-hmm. and then they're like they're you know him and the girl like getting down and he's like oh i'm not really here for that i'm here to talk to your dad and then at the same time we have this thing with some this guy's running down the street mm-hmm. and he's like oh someone please help me and this is like kind of you know tense and and dramatic and like and this and the son decides to let the guy in he opens the door he's like oh come in uh so the guy comes in and then the boy so this is happening at the same time the guy walks in from in from outside then the boyfriend is coming down the stairs and ethan hawk looks up and sees him and then the boyfriend pulls a gun and mm-hmm. decides to kill Ethan Hawke. And then they have like a, a, a you know, Western style shootout. And Ethan yeah. Hawke shoots him down. What I thought, I mean, he is like <laughs> a dumb teen for sure. But like, I just thought, how do you think this is going to work out for you when yeah, exactly. Purge Night is over? Yeah, like, exactly. you just ki- like, if he had killed Ethan Hawke, you killed your... <laughs> oh, adorable. Greta... Sorry, I pull my dog into the camera. I'll take her down. Um, but yeah, like, how do you think that's gonna go if you killed your girlfriend's yeah. dad? Like, is she gonna want to still be with him? Yeah, it made, it made no sense. Yeah. I see, the whole boyfriend. Yeah, th- this is where they were kind of like they were testing my, because he basically seemed to exist as like a distraction, mm-hmm. so that the guy that came in could find a place to hide or whatever. Like he was a yeah. diversion. They could have written something else into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He kills the boyfriend. The boyfriend is dying. And then the girlfriend is, uh, the daughter is upset. And then you don't see her for a while. And that's like, that's why. Yeah, I really, yeah, I don't know. The boyfriend pissed me off. He was like such a, he just appears and then gets killed. And then we're like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, they really set him up. Like, I wonder, I feel like there was a motivation that, might have gotten cut 
there's a part of me that like when I was watching it, I feel like I thought like, okay, like he's using the daughter to kill Ethan Hawke because mm. like his his dad got ripped off or something like that. Right. Like, yeah. I, I was like waiting for that shoe to drop and it never dropped. And I'm wondering if like, because it felt like he was using her just to kill Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I wonder if there was a moment that got cut yeah. from the film. Yeah. I'm Maybe. not sure. Because it just kind of, it doesn't really, it just, it just appears and then. Sorry, my dog is honking on a squeak toy right now. <laughs> That's okay. It'll add ambiance. So, yeah. 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 Uh, a, a soundscape. A soundscape. Uh, oh, okay. So then after all of this, this big shootout and commotion, so the guy that Charlie let into the house is now missing somewhere in the house. Right. Yeah. And then um, uh, Zoe, the daughter, she also is somewhere missing in the house because she ran away when the whole, all the shooting started. Right. That also makes no sense that she just disappears like, basically i'm gonna run away and hide in the house like it's just yeah. it really doesn't i don't know i've look i've never witnessed my boyfriend get murdered true. but like that it felt like a weird complication and look again i love this movie but it is a b movie so they're gonna do this so yeah yeah i i get that the house is big but they have a really hard time keeping track of their children yeah like you would really think that like lena Headey. And Ethan Hawke would like, okay, for me, the strategy here, I was thinking about this. Like, what's what's the strategy? You have an army breaking into your house. What's the move? I'm thinking like, okay, you don't necessarily all want to hunker down in one spot because then you can kind of get ambushed. I'm thinking Ethan Hawke takes one kid, finds a place mm-hmm. to hide, mm-hmm. a nice corner that you can defend. Lee Nahidi takes a kid, finds another place to hide. A nice corner that you can defend. There's just no strategy here. They're just like kind of scrambling all over the place, fighting random people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the kids are just like they're just letting the kids like I get it. You know, helicopter parenting is is not popular anymore. But there are murderers in your house. You got to keep an eye on the kids. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. If you were hiding in a large house from people that wanted to kill you. And a remote control car rolled up to you and flashed lights. Would you follow it? I think I would try to like break it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Right. <laughs> it didn't like, dawn on anyone that this thing me? could I probably be broken. But yeah. 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 Um. One thing about Lena Headey in particular in this is I think that if you're gonna have guns and you might need to use them that maybe you should take some like classes and learn how to use a gun like right. go to the range practice shooting she clearly did not know like she was not ready to shoot a gun she had two guns one in each hand which is like both different ter- guns. different like guns. they weren't the same yeah. kind of gun and it was like you she clearly didn't know how to even use a gun so then yeah. If she shot with one or both hands, she would have just (laughs) been like thrown back all the way for sure. Yeah, I love the extreme confidence of someone who's like never (laughs) used gun before and they're like, I'm just going to grab both and just like go for it. Because I've seen them do it in the movies. But then the second it was time for her to use it, she just didn't. And then they, (laughs) yeah, she like drops both of them and then like gets beat up. Yeah, Yeah. So 
See, but I like that. I like that she was playing the like sheltered housewife who like probably didn't really realize how much of a scumbag her husband was and mm-hmm. didn't yeah. realize like the the poshness she was living in, like the like the backs of the people that like she was living off of, like and she didn't she never thought she'd have to get a gun because she was like, My husband will take care of the guns. Right. So like right. Yeah, right. I liked I liked the um yes in the end she is like kind of uh surprisingly tough but like i like the weird innocence and naivete that she was playing the entire time because like it felt like just she wanted to be a kept woman and she got to be a kept woman and she didn't have to ever get her hands dirty until that night and i believed it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. makes sense um ethan hawk does end up finding uh, this guy that comes into the house. Well, okay, so oh. his, his well, son helps that. him find, helps the guy hide mm-hmm. with a little robot that you mentioned because the son is like a, a tech-savvy young man Yeah, and he loves his gadgets. He builds little robots. He builds little yeah. robots, which, by the way, that robot reminded me of the the thing from, from Toy, Toy Story. Story. Yeah. yeah, the head with a little uh, with spider. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 That's what that that I bet they were inspired by that. For sure. But yeah, what do you think he's doing with that weird robot with the camera on it like he clearly had it before the purge is he just like going to spy on his like his sister (laughs) like naked like what is happening with that why does he have it maybe he i mean maybe i'm like creating too much backstory for these characters Mm -hmm. but i think maybe he like actually does look up to his dad even though they don't spend a lot of time together Mm -hmm. and Uh, he's in so his dad is in security and so by making this surveillance robot it's like a connection to the dad yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good point yeah Yeah. Um, my head cannon but basically he helps this guy hide uh using Mm -hmm. the the robot yeah, well, the the main reason why he needs to hide, though, is because there's a big group of scary, rich purgers yes. outside. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. So they're all wearing these, like, spooky painted masks. Yeah. And uh, they say that um, they were, you know, they were following this guy and they were hunting him. And then uh, when Charlie let him in, you know, they were taking what was rightfully theirs. Yeah. The purge mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Led by uh, one Reese Wakefield. I don't know what he's from, uh, but he looks like Ethan Hawke with too much Botox. (laughs) Yeah, he was. I mean, I think he's perfectly cast. Yeah, yeah. He is very well cast in it. But like he does, he does look like Ethan Hawke 10 years younger with a lot of injections in his face. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so he's basically like the ringleader of all of this big yeah. group. Yeah, and they're of all wearing like they're and there's wearing a lot like of them. Sort of preppy clothes. Preppy like clothes or like white <laughs> nightgowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a preppy yeah. culty vibe going on. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a definitely Moneyed. a prep school murder squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like you you know you have this amount of time or else we're coming to bring him out or we're coming in yeah mm-hmm. and um then there's this fun montage of all of them like outside two, the two of them are making out with their masks on so they're just kind of putting the mask <laughs> lips together um one of them some of them are swinging and they're just like out like being creepy outside the house yeah yeah i liked that a lot i like the purgers like this the idea Aesthetic. of them the look yeah, yeah. 
yeah no it was it was well 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 designed for sure you identified with them <laughs> yes i'm <laughs> i uh i listen it's our god-given right <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so yeah, so Charlie leads uses the robot to lead this guy into his hideout in a closet. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a little crawl space behind a door, or like in in the closet, there's like a little, mm-hmm. like a little cutout. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, Zoe, who's been running around the house, she goes to hide because she knows about this spot, and she goes to hide there. Then he, uh, the guy, holds her at gunpoint. Yes. Um. Yeah, and then Ethan Hawke finds him and takes him down. And uh, but with the help of Lena Headey, it's a whole big like hallway. Everyone's kind of scrambling in the dark. Screaming. Oh, because... There's a lot of like night vision camera work. It mm-hmm. is. It winds up with the guy and a chair duct taped, right? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah this... that 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 sh- that little bit of action is very flimsy. It's like clear, like a lot of handheld camera, a lot of like shaky you don't really see what's happening yeah this is a lot of screaming yeah that scene in particular did kind of remind me of sinister which is another blumhouse oh, yeah. movie that yeah. with ethan hawk that we recently watched um because there's a lot of like nighttime stuff that's just kind of you can't really see it all the way you know yeah. which is yeah. the effect um oh by the way did we point out that the reason why it's so dark is that the fancy purgers yes. cut the power yeah. yeah right yes and this okay yeah. this is kind of uh, uh, a fun little moment because Lena Headey's like, well, they can't get in, right? Because we have this, we're the security people, like we can't. And he's kind of, he kind of like admits that basically, like it's security theater, like it's a smoke mm-hmm. show. He basically admits that he's like, oh well, it's possible that they could get in. It's not designed yeah, it's for like, this. Not a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's not designed for this kind of a. a well, it is like. We, they they were getting like a a tow truck and tying it to the, yeah. the yes, gate. That's so true. like he was like, yes, it's designed to keep people out, but not not an army, a fucking car, yeah, like, yeah. or a yeah. tank, yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever he is. Do you think Ethan Hawke was selling faulty wares, or do you think he was selling legit shit? I well, think I think. It's- I think it's, I mean, I think it's real. It's just not like. Yeah, I think it's probably, I mean, price gouged. Yeah. I would guess. It's like right. really expensive for what it is. And you would, and probably you would expect that for the price, you know, because everyone was very upset, was like upset about how they had all been sold, yeah. this uh, right. this product. But for the price, you would expect it would keep anything out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so while they're tying the guy to the chair, um, they all kind of have, like, a crisis of conscience, finally. Yes. Like, because Ethan Hawke has been really, you know, like, one-minded. Like, yeah. listen, I'm, We're gonna I'm get protecting this guy my family. And, We're yeah. giving him this guy up. Um, and Charlie is the only one that's kind of been, like, uh, that's been strongly, like, no, this is wrong, because he's yeah. the one that let him in in the first place. Um, and then Lena Headey starts to doubt it. She's like, why are we doing this? This isn't right. And then finally, at the very, very end, we think Ethan Hawke is just going to drag him out because the guy even says, like, at some, yeah. at, eventually he's like, it's okay, just give me up. Save, yeah. save your kids. Um, but he doesn't do it. So they all kind of flip. Yeah, I think this is one of the best scenes in this movie. I like the whole... I like this sort of, it's a very like intense scene. Like he's telling 
Ethanok is telling her to like stab him with a letter opener in his wound. And it's just, it's like very kind of intense in a way that the movie, it, it goes for a different kind of intensity for a lot of the movie. And this is kind of like a, there's an emotional intensity here. There's like the physical intensity of like them trying to tie this guy up and like torturing him basically. Um, and the whole like moral crisis of what to do in this situation. And I think that like that, that's what this premise lends itself to like this moral question of like, what is the right thing to do? It's purge night. This is like the law of the land, but also like we're human beings and like, you know, we're con- when we're confronted with human suffering right in front of us, we might feel a little bit differently. And that this scene kind of brings all of those kinds of like ideas, the kind of higher minded concepts of this movie to this scene, basically. Um, and I, I get the impression that he spared this guy's life basically exclusively because his kid was watching. Mm-hmm. Like he, he didn't, he didn't necessarily feel like, I don't know that it was uh, maybe not exclusively, but it was a large part of it is that his son was watching and like purge night, there are no legal consequences, but the next day you might look at people differently. Um, and I think he kind of recognized that like his son would never respect him. Um, if he went, he did kind of have like an attitude of like, ah, fuck. (laughs) He he wasn't like heroically like, I'm going to save this man's life. He was like, oh, my fucking kid is watching. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that was kind of his attitude a little bit in, have, in saving him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the other thing with the with Zoe, the other kid, she, um, she had hit her head in the big hallway right. fight scene, and so she was lying there while all of this was going on. Oh, right, yeah. And um, we see her at one point. She stays quiet, but she's definitely awake and just, like, not participating. Yeah. And she has, like, a single tear, like, rolling down her face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's acting. Yeah, acting. I think uh, not participating kind of sums up her... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way her character is made in this movie. She spent most of the movie hiding from everyone else being off screen and or unconscious yeah 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 oh okay and then there's this really fun exchange between Lainey Heedy and Ethan Hawke where um Ethan Hawke gives Charlie a gun he's like go hide in the basement and then Lena Headey frantically says, "You just gave our son a gun. Can you tell me what the hell we're doing?" <laughs> and then he Ethan Hawke says, "We're going to fight." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> this is the moment where I realized that like Again, I love this movie so much. I'm like so blasé on Ethan Hawke. <laughs> like the moment where when he's like, we're going to fight. I was just like, I don't buy you at all in this role. <laughs> like he's so bland and so he's such a blank canvas so much of the time. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I love this movie and I think this is probably one of his better roles for me. But like, man, it's hard to root for him. Have you seen Daybreakers? No, what's that? It's um, a 2009 Spirig Brothers vampire film starring Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I will never see that. <laughs> I, it's I honestly, it it could be it could be an Ethan Hawke movie for you. I think he it's basically everyone is vampires and they're running out of humans to feed on and they've been farming human oh. blood. 
but um, they're running out. And so Ethan Hawke uh, ends up with a, a gang of humans and he and Willem Dafoe figure out how to turn vampires back into humans. You had me at Willem Dafoe. I love this. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Um, but yeah, so this is when things really amp up. Ethan Hawke takes off his button-down shirt. He's down to a t-shirt. <laughs> He's ready for action. Yeah. He gets a shotgun. Yes. And Meaning the purgers... he gets two pistols. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the purgers tear down the security walls and they come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like they tear down the entire like edifice of yeah. the house. Yeah. Well, I mean, the house, the walls of the house are still there. It was like a whole other layer of wall. Uh-huh. That's the security system. Right, it's like right. a secondary layer of wall. That's what they pulled back. Right. Right. And so then they came in through the through two of the windows and right. then opened the front door from inside to let everyone else in. Yeah, and it's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, yeah. My favorite one is a woman who's wearing a, like a long white nightgown and she's skipping down the hallway while she's holding two machetes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's my favorite. But ultimately like proves completely inept, right? Is she the one that gets shot off the pool table? I think so, yeah. She might be, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Like great vibe, or she might vibe, be the one that grabs Lady and almost kills her. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's hard to tell because they're all wearing masks and like but they're all dressed similarly, except for the guy, the, the ringleader. Mm-hmm. Either way, she gets yeah. shot. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so yes, yeah, so the there's Charlie's hiding in the basement, and a perjurer is about to shoot him, but then Ethan Hawke shoots this guy from behind the head, and that's when it's just it's the fun starts yeah it kicks into, Stra- into action mode. straight through the head like bullet like blood comes times. out through the forehead he shoots him in the head like four times that's one of my favorite things to see in a movie honestly it's a bullet coming straight out of someone's <laughs> face <laughs> wow you can quote me on that right, well it's 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 uh recorded tapes so. that's true um yeah oh Ethan has a shotgun with a handle do you understand what that was all about with the handle on top uh no I, i'm not a gun guy so i don't yeah. really i thought that was just like some kind of weird future gun um, but <laughs> okay i don't know yeah i don't know i guess it seemed helpful sort of to aim but uh, but i don't know or to like hold it I don't because I feel like with the recoil you want it yeah. to be you want to be holding it from the bottom so it, I don't know whatever mm. didn't make sense do to you, me either. Do you think it's like a training wheel kind of thing? It's like a gun for rich people. <laughs> hmm, maybe. Yeah, like that, I mean, if that's what it was, shotguns. I think that would be cool because it is like he is a yuppie like mm-hmm. playing at tough guy right now, so like he has to have training wheels on his gun. Totally. I yeah. doubt that's what they intended. I think they probably thought it would look cool, but yeah. yeah 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 so there's this whole long fight sequence in the game room the one you were talking about earlier yeah, yeah a lot and of fun. then after that um ethan hawk feels like oh i'm finally done i'm getting out of this room where i just killed like four people and then the main guy comes in and he stabs ethan hawk right in the gut yeah yep. and yeah. then um he like kisses him on the forehead and he says thank you for this unforgettable purge mr sandin I loved it. I forgot it. about that. What a great moment. That's that so was, good. He was great. What did we call him? Reese. 
uh, Wake Reese Wakefield. He yeah. is. He was. He was really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. Perf- he was good. Perfect villain. Yeah, and I think it was just the right amount of him too, because I feel like if there was any more, it would have been too much. But it was like yeah. just right. Yeah, it oh, turns we- out that he wasn't the the. At the end, basically, it was. I mean, he was responsible, but he mm-hmm. wasn't the main villain well, at the very end. Yeah, yes. you know, it was the spoilers. Mm-hmm. The uh, mm-hmm. the neighbors. The neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. It so, turns out that we're the monsters, guys. Is <laughs> what? We're the monsters. Yeah, that's so that's true. So true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Lena Headey is like. She's been taken down by a couple perjurers, but then all of a sudden they're both shot in the head, and she looks up and sees two of the neighbors there. Yeah, and, and the neighbors seem like like old hat at this. Like they're like, oh yeah, they do this every year for sure. Yeah, they're because they're like real casual about it. Mm-hmm. There's no, they're just kind of like they they almost like you know the Terminator or something. They just like shoot and like walk away like calmly. You know, mm-hmm. whoa, what's going on here? And then, uh, and yeah, yeah they're all, the the Ethanok is dying. The neighbors, or the guy, the main perjurer is about to like yeah. kill Zoe and Lena Headey and Charlie, yes. and um, but then Zoe pulls out a gun and shoots him. Yeah, actually, so she does do something. She oh, does. I forgot. I actually forgot that she was the one that did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how forgettable she is. That she like Q4, yeah. she comes yeah. in and uh, you know, sports metaphor. Yeah, sports. Sports. Uh, and then and then the the uh, the neighbors are like, Oh, you know, you're we didn't just save you, you're ours or whatever. And mm-hmm. they wanna like kill them. And yeah. they like start like rat taping them up or whatever. And then the guy that they let into the house. Yeah, he comes to their defense. He saves comes to their them. defense and saves yeah. them. And he's like, he's holding a gun to them. And it's like, let me know what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And Lena Headey's like, uh, no more dying tonight, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she just sits them all down at the dining room table. And they have to sit quietly until the purge is over. Yeah. And she tried, the lady, the, her neighbor, who we see in the beginning of the movie, uh, who like, she brings her like, uh, brownies right yeah cookies mm-hmm. or brownies or whatever and she's basically like oh yeah like people are talking like we paid for your ex- you know your extension on your house for with the money that you charged us for the security system and then he's like oh are people really saying that and that's what sets up this kind of neighborly mm-hmm. dis uh tension yeah um and so the she the that lady goes for it again with Lena Headey, and then Lena Headey just like hits her with a shotgun, I think. No, she um she smashes her face into the table oh, so that yeah, her yeah, nose yeah, like yeah. breaks. Yeah. It's so good. It was it was very satisfying, but like also like where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, because Lena Headey's never she hasn't been able to like do anything violent. She's so meek and scared throughout the whole movie, and then this moment happens and she like becomes like a mama bear and you're just like you've been pretty fucking scared of everything this entire movie but yeah, yeah. i guess she's pushed her breaking limit who knows mm-hmm. yeah you know we just got to go with it yeah i the, yeah. the thing i like about this scene is that i feel like a lot of the times in movies like this where like you're like surviving through the night or whatever 
you just they just sort of like look up and then they realize the sun is coming up. I what I like in this one is that they're like they're sitting around and they're basically just waiting for seven o'clock to roll around. Yeah. Like I like that like this really tense and you know dramatic thing kind of ends with like them just like having just awkwardly sitting at the table like around breakfast time. Like I like I that that's that too, the way yeah. they chose to like end this whole conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in a way, this movie is a lot like Before Sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. It is just a reboot of it, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I did think that maybe Lena Headey could have given that guy a ride at the end of the night, you know? <laughs> yeah, they just let him go. Like, uh, <laughs> he just right, walks the guy, out. The Bloody Stranger, that is actually what he's credited as. His character name is Bloody Stranger. Amazing. Uh, who saves their lives, helps protect them uh, when he didn't have to. They, yeah. tr- they were going to, like, give him away to death, and he only for them to, like, have a change of heart. And then, like, he, he could have just left at any moment. Uh but saves their life, and she's just like, "Hey, man, thanks so much. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out and walk." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't like that, yeah. but we do know that he ends up being okay because he appears in the Purge Anarchy in one of the most exciting moments. He like opens up the door and then guns blazing. He saves our the main characters of the Purge Anarchy with Michael K. Yep. Williams. Ugh, so good. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, one of the, I think one of the only characters to recur in any of the purges, right? Um, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know about the leader two, but he, yeah, yeah. he's the only one that I comes back he, in the second I one. I think he's the only one that comes back in any of the movies. Wild. Oh, wait, no. He's in the purge election year, too. Oh, he's just in all of them. Hey, you want to know what his number one uh, movie is on IMDb for like the known for section? What is it? Uh, Big Mama's House, basketball team number one. Wow, basketball team he, number one. He's Does known this guy for that for the purge. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. He's got a lot of credits too. Wow, he acts a lot, and that's his number one fucking. No- he, you know, he must have IMDb Pro and set that as his number one. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I did want to acknowledge we usually do reviews. This is the first movie where Roger Ebert is no longer alive. Because oh, okay. we, we usually do Roger Ebert reviews. R.I.P. So, but um, a contributor to RogerEbert.com gave this movie one and a half out of four stars. <laughs> Um, I th- I think one of the things that bothered me is okay this happens in uh you know this is a frequent thing in action movies where like you know you think someone's about to die and then someone else b- behind them shoots them and saves their life or whatever that kind of thing mm-hmm. this movie did that like four times yeah it, it was a, a bit lot, much yeah. I think you like one per movie i think that's that should be the rule you know what i mean yeah i guess i didn't mind it so much i don't know it, it, i just I, yeah. I just i feel like i've seen it so often that it it does kind of like wear on me mm-hmm. yeah i feel that um, but i had fun anyway so yeah i think it was a fun time yeah overall how do we well mike you you love this movie 
I give it. What do we? What do we rate it on here? On oh, Hulk we don't. House? We don't rate. We just say if we like it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're more it, about just talking. Uh, like Four point five out of five. Uh, I think, like, look, when you break this movie down, like beat by beat, like we just did, like it's not going to hold up. Yeah. But like <laughs> watching it is a very fun experience. It's it's. It is action-packed. It is quick. It is, like, only, like, 90 minutes. It has, like, a compelling, like, log line, like, a premise that just, like, you're in immediately. You know what it is. And, like, you're just, like, get me out of this as fast as possible. And it does that. And uh, I would say definitely watch this movie. Like, maybe you don't need to spend... 90 minutes deconstructing a 90 minute movie because <laughs> like of course it's not going to hold up but it's really it's really a fun watch yeah it is yeah. fun yeah for sure. a good time um jonathan do you have something you'd like to share with us sure i just need a second to get my thing set up mm-hmm. maybe should have done this before perhaps yeah for you, you know listeners what? that zip you heard was jonathan's gonna... pants he's taking out his <laughs> dick right now yeah i gotta i gotta lean into the asmr thing <laughs> that doesn't really sound like anything, does it? Is that is the, just your penis typing? Is that what's happening? It's my fingers <laughs> typing. <laughs> my God. I do not type with my penis. <laughs> um, It's time for a hawk fact. Kaka. Would you like to try a hawk noise? <laughs> Kaka. Love it. Thank you. Um, Yeah, this is a fun segment where Jonathan shares a fact about hawks the bird. Yes. Indeed, so I do. And right I now, I'm killing time. I'm assuming that Jonathan is aware this is coming up every episode, <laughs> <laughs> but still had his laptop in the case. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, so the purge, uh, as we know, it's more of a uh, Well, let's let's take a look at the the meaning of the word purge. Oh, okay. okay. We have purging in the sense of getting rid of things, and that's what we're doing here. Uh-huh. But also, you have uh, uh, in a dietary sense. Sometimes people uh, with eating disorders will purge. Mm-hmm. You get rid of the food in your body. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hawks are. Purge as well. Do they regurgitate? They regurgitate. Uh-huh. Um, uh, this is, yeah, this is something, I've, we've talked a little bit about uh, hawk diets and things like that, but uh, never this particular aspect of um, of a hawk's life. Uh-huh. Um, basically, they, uh, hawks, uh, they cough up pellets is what are they, what they're called. Um, and basically they're things that, uh, the bird cannot like digest. So they eat, so what they're going to digest, they like eat it. And then they also eat things that they kind of know that they're not going to be able to, to basically get it all Mm -hmm. down. And then they spit up the stuff that they can't digest. Like they'll eat a mouse, but they'll like the stomach can't digest the bones. So they'll press it into a pellet and then they'll spit up the, the, the mouse bones. Yeah, exactly. So indigestible plant matter, bones, fur, feathers, bills, claws, and teeth. Uh, And it's a practice in falconry as well. Uh, So basically when you're like feeding the hawk uh, or falcon or whatever you're feeding, uh, you 
you give it some amount of stuff that you know that it's it's going to end up spitting out later. Uh, it's called uh, roughage um, that they use to digest. Um, and yeah, I don't know. there's just some some. So to sum it up, hawks puke sometimes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly right. They Very purge. Nice. They purge. They purge. Yeah. Don't we all? So true. As is our right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been it's been real. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, the sign off on this podcast? Yeah, that's it. It's, it's been, been real. real. Um, no, I say my name is Harper. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Harping About on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest, I guess, or Letterboxd is a big one. Go follow me on Letterboxd, mm. you guys. I love it there. Um, and something I've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke is, uh, Mrs. America. I don't think I said that last week. I don't know. No, I don't think I did. Well, even if I did. So I've been enjoying Mrs. America. Everyone's really hot. It's the seventies feminism, you know, go check it out. It's on Hulu, FX on Hulu. So Jonathan, where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke? Okay, you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at John Zavaleta. The thing I've been enjoying, uh, you know, we made masks recently. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of a, a fun experience for me. I've never sewn before. Yeah, so you did was, a, You did a great first job. Thank you. Yeah. So that was that was a new experience for me. And uh, now I'm uh, going to start my own fashion label. Love it. Great. Congrats. Yeah, Mike, where can the people find you? What have you been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke? And uh, what else do you have to plug? Um, You can find, I'm not really on social media, but you can find my podcast, Air Buds, which is a podcast about the NBA. But you don't have to care about basketball to like it because we mostly talk about non-basketball stuff. We get off topic very fast. Go to Air Buds Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Find my other podcasts with Harper as our writer's assistant. Me and Edgar Malpas here are writing a pilot one episode at a time on That's the Show. Uh, that is also on Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, one thing I've been enjoying right now, uh, Two Out to Handle on Netflix. Uh, Have you guys been watching yeah, that? We yeah, we watched that. that. We watched it the day it came out, and we watched it in less than a day. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, I think we've been kind of savoring it because like we don't want to finish it too quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the dumbest people and it, with an insane premise and it's very enjoyable. Uh, and fun, yeah. another thing I'm going to be enjoying, speaking of dumb, pe- dumb hot people uh, that are horny, um, The Challenge. There's a new season of The Challenge oh, that's nice. right now. Uh, I consider that to be like a legacy reality show. I love fucking trash reality shows. I think the challenge is like the distillation of all the best factors of so many reality shows. So I'm looking forward to catching up on that. Awesome. Nice. Fun. I can't believe I just plugged <laughs> the challenge. Yeah, why not? Um, I, have you heard uh, Jaquise Neal has a, has a new podcast about the challenge? No way, really? Yeah, you should check it out. I think it's. I got hit your keys up. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was a real hoot. Uh, <laughs> that's thank an you for owl thing. Me. This, this is, is a hawk thing. I don't know why I said that. Uh, but yeah, cool. Um, it's been a real caca. It's been a real caca. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Well, uh, good night, everyone. Good night. Caw-caw. Thank <laughs> you.